Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Tim Donnelly on 99.9 The Fan. And uh, you know what? There's, there's no time to waste. Let's get to number five. Well, 13 on it, actually. The Big mm -hmm. 12, are they going to change that? I did, this, just, this just struck me. Colorado is going back to the Big 12. They had been in the Big 12 for 50-plus, 60 years, essentially, uh, ending in 2010. They are returning, leaving the Pac-12, going back to the Big 12, according to Brett McMurphy, Action Sports Network, giving the Big 12 now 13 teams. Now, the Big 10 has just owned the Big 10, regardless yeah. of how many are in there but the pac 12 at one point in time was the pac 10 and, mm -hmm. and the big big 12 i believe it was, was the big eight it was the big eight yep are we gonna have the big 13 next year hmm. we hadn't even we hadn't even gotten that far in our conversations because it's there's so much to talk about before that which is now uh the big 10 will be welcoming in ucla and usc uh the sec will be welcoming in texas and oklahoma the Pac-12 will be welcoming in Deion Sanders in Colorado. Uh, the the Pac-12 will be hemorrhaging teams and and would be welcoming anyone into the Pac-12. Uh, the ACC, meanwhile, nothing. Like by comparison, the mm -hmm. ACC is wildly calm and wildly stagnant. Well, who would you go for? There's a lot of teams I would go for. Okay. Uh, Obviously, Notre Dame's the big one. Notre Dame would be that's, that's, the, the pie in the sky. Yeah, that's uh, the big that's the big white whale. And, and the, the ACC is making it way too easy, right? Not playing hard to get at all. At the, the podium, uh, um, the, the ACC commissioner was basically like, please. Uh, basically, said, the door is open. They know that anytime they want to come, we, we want them to be in the ACC as a full-time member. So, so Notre Dame has us wherever they, meaning the ACC, wherever they, they want them. Um, I think West Virginia would be interesting because I think it brings some interesting rivalries. Uh, I think Kansas would be interesting yeah, because of the, the basketball element of it. I think Arizona and Arizona state would be interesting if you want to go West. Um, there's, there's options out there that I think you should consider. I still believe it is a race to 20 teams. I think whoever gets to 21st will have the best 20, and, and they will have two 10-team divisions. I think the SEC will get there. I think the Big Ten will get there. And at this rate, the ACC will be at 14 forever. Um, but the, the pack, I mean, the, the Big 12, sorry, is they're in a bit of a scramble mode. Yeah. Uh, when they lost Texas and Oklahoma, they went full 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 scale rebuild, uh, and that's how they ended up with uh, teams like Houston, Cincinnati, uh, those squads coming in, and also that's how they end up with uh, with Colorado and Deion Sanders being something that they're interesting in, interested in, and uh, desperation kind of reeks a little bit of the Big Twelve. Yeah, desperation should be reeking of the Pac twelve because with with. You know, I've said Deion Sanders' name as much as I've said Colorado's name in this segment. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no guarantee Deion Sanders is going to be with Colorado uh, 10, 12 
years in the future. There's no guarantee he's going to be there four years in the future, right? If it goes really, really well, he might end up at a blue blood. If it goes really, really poorly, he might end up, uh, you know, back on the NFL Network set. If it goes somewhere in the middle, he could be around for a while. But the Big 12 can't be picky right now. No, it can't be. They take two years of Deion Sanders because of the eyeballs he brings and the, the players he brings to the, the, the programs that he's in. Heck, they take two years of Travis Hunter, just the the singular number two overall recruit that that is at Colorado. Uh, and yeah, I believe he has three years of eligibility left. So there's, and Colorado won't be making the move till 2024. So it's an interesting situation. I, I implore the ACC not to sit on their hands. Don't, don't sit around twiddling your thumbs. Be ready to make a move because every other conference is angling to do something. Number four. We are the four horsemen. Woo! This one is uh, an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Jalen Ramsey carted off with an injury. Ooh. That was going to be number four. Joe Burrow carted off with an injury. Also not good. Not great at all. Uh, Garrett Wilson limped off with an injury, reportedly not a huge problem, right? More of like, a, oh, that's a bummer thing. Uh, we don't know a ton about Jalen Ramsey. We don't know a ton about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's being called a calf strain. I. My guess is imaging is coming, some kind of MRI. Oh, yeah. And and that Priority only, in there. only then can they rule out things like Achilles. But, uh, like, if... <laughs> right, with, with all, There's all this talk on social media about aliens. Yeah. Uh, if, if we do one day meet, like, our alien overlords and, it mm -hmm. and we, we learn that they are actually controlling everything... Non-human non -human uh, biologics. There you go. Whatever you want to call it. And I, don't, I have not read all of the... The reports and also conspiracy theories out there so so if i misspeak about the non-human what is it biomorphics biologics biologics biomorphics biologics it's all the same yeah uh don't hold it against me if we do find out that they're controlling everything the one thing i'm going to ask them to do away with is training camp injuries because training <laughs> camp injuries are just the worst they stink they're so awful right because what do we say about the off season Everybody's optimistic. Everybody's oh no. Everybody's undefeated, right? Every fan base is it thinks their team is gonna surprise everybody or or finally get the the title or defend their title. And then something like like if Jalen Ramsey goes down, that is such a bummer, right? For a team that that really thought they were or thinks they are gonna be in the mix mm -hmm. and made a move to go get Jalen Ramsey, uh, Joe Burrow. If he goes down, that is just a death blow. To what the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Cincinnati Bengals are building, and and he has been the guy that kind of turned around everything they were dealing with, right? He has been the guy that, you know, they were the Bengals when he showed up, and now they're the Bengals. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's a swag that he brings to that team, along with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and a few others. Um, but if he goes down, this season just has the 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 like the air let out of the balloon for them. And I don't even care if you're a Ravens fan or a Steelers fan. You want to beat the Bengals. You don't want to beat a wounded Bengals. Yeah, you want to be in full strength. Exactly. So so you hope that everybody is – the good news is it's very early in training camp, like day one or two, depending on the team in training camp. So the, the injuries that are taking place, if they are minor, they'll have a long time to get right before game one. And uh, all you can hope for is everybody gets right before game one. Uh, number three. One, two, three. Mac Brown. Mac Brown, head coach, Carolina football. Uh, 
the it was the by the way we're at acc kickoff here in charlotte the the drive with tim donnelly has been here tuesday wednesday and today uh and today one of the featured teams was was the tar heels and that meant we got to hear from uh from from mac brown and he said a few interesting things uh one i i love when a coach or a player gets to the point in their career where they feel comfortable being an individual right because it feels like for the first like five six years of a head coach's career they're a lot of times they're just trying not to say something that's going to get them in trouble right or they're they're just trying to not say something that's going to ruffle any feathers because because let's be real uh coaches get into the profession to coach football they don't get into the profession to be public speakers yeah or at least not many of them do occasionally you get like a uh pj fleck or a james franklin and they're just like hey microphones love them but uh <laughs> usually it takes a while they have to be very comfortable before they're they they are willing to kind of step away from what everyone else is saying mac brown at the podium is one of the only coaches i've heard that took the time to single out the positives of name image and likeness every other coach is this needs to change uh it's the wild wild west we need to get uh, uh congress to make a federal law about name image and likeness we need an oversight committee i'm four players getting paid but right now it's all messed up mac brown on the positives of name image and likeness nil which is a great thing in so many ways we we talk about the negatives all the time but these guys have a better situation right now than any athletes have ever had because they do have a chance to make some money which none have done in the past uh, but you add that and, and transfer portal and the collision of the two and tampering, uh, those are things that make it more difficult to be a head coach. I couldn't agree more. And I've said this. Uh, we talked about it with, with a few other schools, um, ECU amongst them, because Coach Houston reported a school. He wouldn't tell, a, wouldn't tell the media which school. Yeah. Uh, but he reported a school to the NCAA for tampering with players who are not in the transfer portal. I get that. Right. I'm all for name, image and likeness. And I've challenged all of you. You can send it to me on Twitter at Donnelly Sports. Um, I've challenged everyone to come up with a way that name, image and likeness has made the sport worse. And I can't really find it. I will say that if players are being contacted when they're not in the transfer portal and being offered name, image and likeness money by anyone else, other schools, that's messed up. And I don't like that. And I said that when ECU was going through it. Uh, I'll say it again. Wake Forest alleged tampering today. Uh, Dave Clawson and, and Mac Brown. I'll second everything he just said. But I love that Mac Brown said this is the best time for college uh, football players. Right? He said they can go make money, and they are. And that's yeah. never been done before. Like, I love that he wasn't just someone that was doom and gloom, the sky is falling, mm -hmm. about name, image, and likeness. He said, no, for the most part, it's good. One little thing I'd like to fix. For the most part, it's good. I love that, right? And on top of that, uh, we were talking with um, uh, Chase Jones of, of Wake Forest earlier today, a uh, linebacker for Wake Forest. And he's a guy that's been on campus for a while, right? He's going into his fifth year. Yeah. And, and he said, if you would have told me four years ago, he was an active college football player four years ago, that I would be making money for college football, uh, for playing college football, I would tell you you're crazy. Stop lying. It's to stop, exactly. Stop lying. Four years later, he's doing pretty well for himself. He's belonging to a collective. He's making money. Mm -hmm. Like th the positives of name, image, and likeness cannot be overlooked, even if you believe there are a whole bunch of negatives. 
right? The positives cannot be overlooked, and I, I commend Mac Brown for saying it. I wish Dave Clawson, I wish other coaches that, that allege tampering mm-hmm. then report, say the school. <laughs> Adam I, then. Call Adam them out. Then. Yeah, I call agree. them out. Be like, hey, look, I reported this school the NCAA. And like, he, whether and, it doesn't matter who it is. Say it out loud. Yep. I want to hear it. I want to hear agree. it. I agree. And how many players did they reach out to? In what way? Was it a DM? Was it a phone call? Did they yeah. were they were they trying to be sneaky and go through a high school coach, uh, or a, or a, I don't know an uncle or something? Mm-hmm. Like what's being done out there? Because the the only way the NCAA can solve problems, we talked about this with Drake May. The only way Drake May can fix the things that went wrong in the last four games of the year for North Carolina is if he identifies the things that went wrong for the last four games in North Carolina. The only way the NCAA or Congress or some oversight committee, whoever ends up making the name, image, and likeness rules, can fix the name, image, and likeness problems is if somebody presents to them the name, image, and likeness problems on a platter. Yeah. Right? It can't be cryptic. It can't be code. It just has to be, hey, here's what's going on. These coaches are doing this. These coaches are trying to do it the right way, but they're going to get messed over if these other coaches that aren't doing it the right way aren't punished. Yeah. Right? It's, it's the it's the steroids thing, right? If everybody was doing steroids, well, first of all, it wasn't everybody. If there were five people that didn't, those five people got messed over because everybody else was uh, juicing and better than they should be. Thus, those five clean players their batting average was lower. Their uh, strikeout to walk ratio wasn't wasn't as good as it should be. So if I'm a coach out there doing it right and not reaching out to transfers uh, that aren't in the transfer portal, not trying to buy recruits, not trying to do all of this, I want to expose everyone that is mm-hmm. because I'm at a disadvantage until they get dealt with. So yeah, if you're gonna allege, I, I have no problem with putting it on front street. Oh yeah. You have to make sure your backyard is cleaned up if you do, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to be the guy that alleges everything crazy. And then it turns out, you know, your assistant coach is all over the DMs also. Yeah. So you got to make sure you're inside night. Don't throw stones in the glass house. But I agree with what you're saying. Uh, let's get to another Mac Brown uh, quote from earlier today, uh, because we talked with Mac last week about this. Uh, their defense was near the bottom in quite a few stats last year in the ACC. This is how he expects the defense to regroup this season. Yeah, we had a disastrous game up at App State, and, and I know I was in the media for five years, and you, you deal with so many different people. When you have an awful game like that, that gets to be the narrative. And then we did the same at Notre Dame. We didn't play well in either of those games, and both of them had good offensive teams. But after that, we, we played much better in the ACC. We, uh, we averaged giving up 24 points a game, which is pretty good modern day, at least middle of the pack or a little bit better. Um, I do feel good about our secondary. Uh, we were able to hire Jason Jones, who worked with Charlton Warren, our, our, one of our defensive coordinators at Indiana. So that, that's been a seamless transition. Um, so I think we're going to be good on defense. Does that sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> it does, actually. It is almost word for word what he said on our show last mm-hmm. week. Last week. And now I'm gonna, just going to give you the, the shortened version of my response from last week. Yeah, if you take away all the games you didn't play good defense, you played pretty good defense, right? If you take away all the games you gave up a lot of points, turns out you didn't average as many points allowed. Uh, but you can't really do that. And and I actually would venture to say that your, your conference schedule was more difficult than your non-conference schedule. So the fact that you allowed all of those points in non-conference play is is not a feather in the cap, right? Now, if you can build off of what you improved on later in the season, that's great, but that's no guarantee. I like Cedric Gray. I like a few other the defensive players you have, 
but it, it is far from a foregone conclusion that Carolina is going to build off the good parts of their defense while completely eliminating the bad parts of their defense, which is kind of what coach was getting at there. Uh, let's get to number two. Just the two of us. Brennan Armstrong and Dave Doran also spoke to the media here at ACC kickoff. Mm -hmm. NC State was another one of those, those featured teams. And uh, Dave Doran, <laughs> I liked his candidness today, to be honest with yeah. you. Sometimes when you speak to, to Coach Doran, he gets you get caught up in coach speak because, hey, he's been a coach for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I liked his candidness today. And one of the things that, that was almost uh, comical, how simple and, and candid it was, uh, last year, NC State, speaking of rankings, was near the top in just about every defensive ranking in the ACC. Um, but they still obviously didn't win as many games as they want. Part of that because they dealt with so many injuries and the rotating cast of characters at quarterback. Uh, but Dave Doran talked about the narrative that uh, that defense wins games in college football. It sounded like this. You know, I mean, you have to have a defense. You're, right. You, you have to outscore people, too, obviously. And you have to score more than you used to to win. And uh, so all of it, you know, complimentary football is a big deal. Like, you know, your defense has to have opportune stops and they – the turnover margin piece is huge, you know, but you're not going to win championships scoring 21 points a game. You're not, you know, you got to be in that 35 points a game to be a real contender in these championship races. Do you realize how fun it is to see hard nosed football coaches come around to the offensive side of the ball? Yeah. To, to, to be a, I'm a former quarterback played at the university of Delaware to have heard my entire career offense wins games defense wins championships and responding with the championship is nothing but a game and then getting the coach to go like stop being smart we're gonna we're gonna run the ball and play defense and i'm going or we could score more i had that in that 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 battle my entire career to now hear a coach like dave doran who is old school football coach go well you know actually the defense has to have opportune stops and get their hands on the ball and turnovers yeah but we got to score the ball I'm going, yes, yes. Thank you for seeing the light. We're all coming around. Uh, Dave Doran also reacted to the ACC doing away with divisions. You're right, happy to be out of divisions. a new development. I am. Here it is. <laughs> I know you yeah, are. Yeah, I just want to see the best two teams played out at the end, you know, and sometimes that hasn't happened in our league. So teams that have the best records over 12 weeks deserve that opportunity and look forward to seeing that. That is one way to look at it, right? And, and – I kind of agree, right? I'm for it. That there's there's an argument for the old way. That, you know, it's not about finding the two best teams. It's about finding the the best team, um, which uh, it gets more complicated. And and I think we have to remember that in large part, especially now that the the money element of college sports is becoming so pre uh, prominent, it's an entertainment product. Also, mm -hmm. you want the most entertaining game possible in the conference championship because that's kind of the front porch of your 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 conference play, right? That's when you're going to have the most eyeballs on your conference. That's when the most people from around the country are going to be watching your conference. So if you can put together the most entertaining game, that's what you should do, and that's what this new system does. Uh, and finally, Brendan Armstrong made his third consecutive appearance at ACC kickoff, uh, but the first two were with Virginia. This year was with NC State. He told the media what sparked his interest in uh, joining the Wolfpack. But now, obviously, sparked the first interest, right? Sure. Knew he went there. I was like, okay, I'm looking for a new place. He's there. Um, went to visit. They wanted me to come. They wanted me to check out the place. Went to visit. Talked to Coach Doran. 
felt like NC State, I always knew, because obviously being an ACC, um, they're always right there. They just needed a little bit more, and they got it. You know, that just that mm -hmm. little bit more push. Uh, I felt like the defense was solid. I love the culture, just that kind of blue collar. It's what they kind of pride themselves on. And right. me growing up from Ohio, it's just kind of who I was growing up. So it was super easy fitting for me with the culture. Um, I thought Coach Dora was just the man. You know, I just thought <laughs> his style and who he was kind of fit me and who I am and how I play. Um, and then Coach and I, I thought the, fam the familiarity with the offense coming in, being able to connect guys right away, me understanding it. Uh, would just be an easy transition, right? And I feel comfortable. I think the offense brings the best out of me, so I thought that was a perfect fit for me. Perfect fit. You know, you remember all that uh, that everybody's optimistic in the preseason thing I was talking about earlier? Oh yeah, definitely happening there. Perfect fit, perfect coach. Love the players, love the head coach, everything about it. Wanted to stay in the ACC. I think Brennan Armstrong is going to have a very good season. Mm -hmm. I'll be interested how everybody reacts from Wolfpack fans to the, the the coaching staff, to the teammates, to Brennan Armstrong, the first time that offense gets punched in the mouth. And it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. It happens every year. No, no, I've never seen a, a unit, offense or defense on any team, go a season without getting punched in the mouth a few times. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, synergy going on in everything with the, the Wolfpack. Uh, that one's going to be a little bit interesting when they get punched in the mouth. And finally, number one. The one! Day two of Panthers camp. Day two, that should have been number two. Day yeah. two, we, that's an that's a error on our part. Uh, number one is day two at Panthers camp. Uh, we talked with Chris Lee earlier today. He was uh, on site, WRAL-TV's Chris Lee. And um, <laughs> I thought it was funny how he passed along information that Bryce Young threw an interception in practice. Yeah, it was like breaking news. He threw an interception. He's not perfect. And like, it's solid delivery with sarcasm of that news. Mm -hmm. Because uh, of course, he's going to throw an interception in practice. He's going to throw a bunch of them, right? You hope he doesn't uh, make the same mistake over and over again. But there's a lot of throws in practice. Yeah. And and you got to try things. You got to see if you can make those throws. Well, that's the thing. It's sometimes it's quarterbacks testing their limits. Mm -hmm. See, like, okay, testing limits for themselves, but also, okay, let's see what this receiver can do if I put this ball here or whatever it might be. So, yeah, you're testing your limits. I'm okay with training camp interceptions. It's fine. As long as there's not, like, five out of ten throws or something crazy. Well, yeah. Then, then I'm completely okay with it. And part of it is just learning the speed of the game. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, oh, that ball would have gotten through that hole against Ole Miss. Uh, turns out in the NFL, you know, every player out there is the best player from Ole Miss. So it's 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 less likely. So you, And that's no knock on Ole Miss. I was just picking a random SEC team because he played at Alabama. Like, that is going to happen. And I'm going to let you in on another secret. Ready? I'm, I'm, I'm playing off of Chris Lee's sarcasm, kind Go of going on. with the – He's going to throw an interception in a game. No, stop <laughs> He's going to do it. perfect. He's going to do it. Everything about him is amazing. Uh, it's it's almost like, uh, you know, to be perfect, you have to throw the interceptions. Yeah. Like, it's it's you're, you're a robot if you don't. And, and that goes for everybody. Um, there's going to be ups and downs. Now, you hope there's more ups than downs, and you hope he learns from the downs. Heck, you hope he learns from the ups. But, uh, but there's a lot to learn when it comes to jumping from even Alabama and the SEC to the NFL. And there's a lot to learn from chemistry standpoints. There's a lot to learn from coaching standpoints. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The good news is everything else we talked to uh, with, with Chris, 
positive out of, out of training camp. Yeah. Brian Burns seems to be in a good place playing even without the contract. Uh, the corners seem to be healthy. Jackson and, and Horn, who are both coming off injuries. The wide receivers look good. There's there's a lot to like out of Panthers camp when it comes to, to the first couple of days. And, and one interception from Bryce Young is not, not, not going to uh, make me feel any any strange ways about it. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group i'm tim donnelly this is the drive on 99.9 the fan uh dennis cox and i have been out at acc kickoff for the last three days and yeah. graham hill's been back at the studio keeping us up and running so uh, it's been a team effort adam gold show has also been here in charlotte but it feels like actually it doesn't feel like <clears throat> excuse me the it actually is like they are packing up around us as oh, we yeah. speak. Uh, you know, I'm I'm half expecting to hear like the beep 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 of the the trucks pulling away with the equipment here in the next couple of seconds. Um, but but it's it's coming to a close, right? And it's always kind of interesting at the end to to look at the big takeaways. Um, and I try to look past the desired big takeaways, right? Every coach, every program. You know, they have the 10 minute meeting on the, the car on the way here from the airport uh, with the players where they say, hey, if they ask this, this is what we're saying. This is the message, right? Team first, uh, team always, team only. If they ask you about name, image and likeness, you can be honest, but don't say da, 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 da. Like that. Oh, I try to look past the obvious planned things and move towards what I find to be the most honest and true things coming out of this. Yeah. So I have one takeaway for each of the teams in the triangle and Wake Forest. Okay. Number one takeaway, we'll start with Carolina. Uh, it comes from Drake May talking on Adam Gold's show earlier today about what defenses did to him at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. they, and, and he said, well, you know, if you go back and watch the film, they dropped eight a lot of the time, which is, hey, we're going to get back, not let you beat us deep, and dare you to take the check down, dare you to take the short throw over and over and over again because the defense is saying you're not disciplined enough. Eventually, you're going to force the deep ball and we're going to be able to get our hands on it. Mm -hmm. Every quarterback goes through that. Every single one. And it's, it's once you learn, you get in whatever mental space you have to, to take the check down every single time and take your seven yards with a smile and just go seven yards, seven yards, seven yards, seven yards. Once, whatever you have to do to convince yourself to not go, ah, I got to throw the deep ball. As soon as you do that, you evolve to like another level of quarterback, which is crazy to think that there's another level of quarterback for Drake May, but there is. But I will also say this. It's harder for quarterbacks like Drake May because their arm talent is so special that they can't like the throws where the, us mortal quarterbacks are like, I could fit it in there, but we can't. Yeah. Sometimes he can, right? Which makes it that much more tempting. Uh, so, so the challenge Learn to take the tight end over the middle for five yards. Every single time the defense gives it to you, they'll creep up. Then you can beat them over the top, but you have to make them creep up. Uh, for Duke, I thought yesterday was very interesting. I think it even lingered a little bit into today because Duke was featured yesterday. The optimism. 
there's a, a certain optimism around that program right now. A lot of it has to do with Mike Elko. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with Riley Leonard. A lot of it has to do with nine wins a season ago. A lot, actually, a I lot think of returning starters. A too. lot of a ton of returning starters. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Mike Elko's comments about staying at Duke, mm-hmm. right? And and I, I have it here in front of me. Contract uh, extension doesn't hurt either. True, which came just before these these ACC kickoff days. Uh, the quote at the podium was, "I've been saying it since I got here. Nobody wants to listen, but I chose Duke for a reason." This is Mike Elko. I think I connect really well with the university, with a method, with a message, and with what we stand for and what our program is all about. And so my family's really happy here. Could it be blowing smoke? Sure. But he sold it well. You know what I mean? The part, the part of a program turnaround is turning around the program, finding the right people to turn around the program. The next thing is keeping those people. And he at least sold the dream that he wants to be here for a very, very long time. And if that's true, I like the future of Duke and, and, Quite honestly, you could feel it yesterday. There was an optimism. That's where I'm taking away. Uh, for State, I think it is Robert and I and Brennan Armstrong and the flexibility they provide. We talked with Garrett Schrader, who is Syracuse's quarterback. Robert and I, who's NC State's offensive coordinator, was Syracuse's offense, offensive coordinator last year. I said, what is Coach and I's offense? What, what clicked with you about Coach and I's offense? And Garrett Schrader said, his, his offense is whatever we need it to be. Right. His offense is whatever the, the, the roster does best. He finds a way to do. I love that for NC state because just a couple of weeks ago, I would have said, I don't know if they have the depth at wide receiver to do what Virginia did so well with Brennan Armstrong when Robert and I was their offensive coordinator. And, and I'm more, the more and more I, I hear his offense talked about the more and more I go, okay, they might not need five wide receivers, right? They might, be able to get it done with their their collection of backs and over the middle guys and possession receivers and, and whatever else they need. So I think the the Robert and I offense and Brendan Armstrong offense boosted a little bit in my eyes this week. And for Wake Forest, I'm gonna keep it simple. Uh, I really like Mitch Griffith. Griffiths, excuse me. Uh, he's replacing Sam Hartman. Not small shoes to fill in the ACC by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but he sat down with us earlier today. You can find that that interview on our YouTube page, uh, 99.9 The Fan on YouTube, and comment and, and all those sorts of things. Subscribe for sure. Um, but he sat down next to us and did not seem da- like like he was, was intimidated, right? It mm-hmm. didn't seem like a daunting situation for him. He, he felt self-confident. He felt self-assured. And he felt like somebody that was going to step in and, and be successful for Wake Forest. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. Like, I don't know if he'll put up Sam Hartman numbers, but I think he will be a good quarterback in the ACC, which is only exciting for the Demon Deacons, right? Because uh, he has three years of eligibility left, so he can play well this year, build off that into the future. And, uh, you know, that seems to be what Wake Forest does. They had the, one of the fewest total numbers of players to enter into the transfer portal this offseason, and that just means everybody's hanging around, getting better and building on what they've been doing. So I, I really like Griffiths, um, you know, on a personal note, just based on kind of the vibe, I'm going to be rooting for him this year. Now that's not to say I'm rooting for Wake Forest more so than any of the other schools we cover, but um, he just seemed like a guy that has waited his time, done things the right way and is prepared and ready to take advantage of an opportunity. So that was my big takeaway from, from Wake Forest. Uh, and that's, that's one piece, right? That's one from each school in the triangle. That's one for Wake Forest also. And, and, you know, we, we could run through every team in the ACC if we had to. 
Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.